What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to episode four of the greatest podcast on turf. I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And today we're going to be talking about our Super Bowl predictions, picks against the spread, and the over-under. And then we're going to get into playoffs, winners and losers. Yes, sir. All right. Um, be sure to click that link in the description. Just recorded an exclusive segment from the podcast. We talked about Drew Brees retiring, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, and even the Matthew Stafford situation. All right, let's get into it. All right, um, just to start us off here, um, I just saw something on CBS that said that Nick Saban hired Bill O'Brien and Doug Maroon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, I mean, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator, okay. The Texans had an okay offense when D Hop was on the team and before he ruined the Texans, but Doug Maroon. I mean, I get he's only the offensive line coach, but like you just said. I mean, yeah, the big, big thing for me is, you know, you have two coaches that couldn't couldn't didn't have good morale with their team. Yeah. I mean, all the Texans players were unhappy. Jaguars were definitely unhappy with Doug Marone as the coach. So yeah, they made the AFC Championship, played the Patriots pretty good, and then blew up the team. Yeah, I mean, nobody was happy on that team. And I mean, well, with the Texans, with the Jaguars, and now you're going to bring both of these coaches in Alabama. I think it'll be good though that they're only focusing on one like individual part like Bill O'Brien is just going to be focused on probably offense and Doug Maroon as the offensive line coach. They're going to be working together. Yeah. Dynamic duo. (laughs) You're going to ruin Alabama. But nah, but I mean, my only thing with Doug Maroon is, I mean, the Jags were definitely not known for having an amazing offensive line. They had a couple okay pieces, but I mean, they were never really known for anything special. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. And now to the good stuff. All right, so we've been keeping track of our playoff predictions so far. I'm 10-2, and two, of course. I mean, we all knew who had the better predictions and the better takes, and Ryan is sitting at a whopping 9-3. and three. The final game and whoever wins this tournament is going to come down to the Super Bowl. Who do you got? I got the Chiefs winning this one 34-30, so I recommend taking over 55. I think that the Chiefs' offense is too strong. I think that, you know, Tom Brady... He did have a good game, whatever. I don't think the Packers should have lost that game. I think Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, is this going to be too much for the Bucks to keep up with? Yeah, you can keep up with Adams. And, yeah, you can keep up with Jamal Williams, but wait until Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey roll into town and let's see what you can do. Anyways, like I've been saying the whole time and like I said yesterday, don't bet against the GOAT. I don't care what the situation is. I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. I'm going the Bucks take this one 45 to 42. So I would definitely take the over. I've had a few outrageous takes on the over under on the podcast so far, but I think this one's going to be good. And I don't think that I think you're completely sleeping on the Bucks defense. I mean, they've stepped up against two pretty good offenses the past few games. Washington, okay, they didn't play that good. Came back, redeemed themselves <laughs> against Tyler the Saints. Came back, and came back and redeemed themselves against the Saints. Who were frauds. Shut them down. Then they go into Green Bay and Lambeau Field, sack Aaron Rodgers more than four times. I know that. And, I mean, they shut the Green Bay offense down. I mean... Buccaneers after, should not have won that game. After Tom, Tom Brady threw three, three picks in a row, game. okay, I was scared. I'm not going to lie. But their defense stepped up when it mattered and shut down Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when it counted the most, who showed up and who didn't? Tom Brady came in in the Lambo, walked around like it was his home, and completely just shut shit down, stuffed down. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't a good game at all. I mean, we saw the Packers lose the game before halftime. We all knew what was happening. Tom Brady did not have a good game, so now you have – the regular GOAT playing against the young GOAT. I mean, we're going to see how it goes. I think the Chiefs win this one just because they're too powerful. 
and they have you know they have the superstars on defense. I'll go with the, the regular goat all day. I mean, what did you say the spread was earlier? Three and a half. Three and a half. Like I said, I'll go with Tampa Bay all day. I don't care what the spread is, what the over under is. I'm not gonna bet against Tom Brady. I don't care who he's playing against, where he's playing, what the stipulation is. It's the goat in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's got six rings already. I mean, I'm just not gonna bet against him. I don't care what anyone says. Now we're going to talk about playoffs, winners and losers. To start us off, first winner, Josh Allen and Bill's Mafia. <laughs> Bill's Mafia, baby. Best weird – they're the, like the weirdest fan base like in the NFL. Yep. I mean, they're going crazy jumping through tables, like talking so bad about the opposing team, and then you see them. They're like a college fan base in yeah. the NFL. <laughs> it's great. Then, I mean, it was, they're pretty cool people, though. I mean, you saw them go and donate to Lamar Jackson's charity oh, yeah, after the game. Yeah. They voted to Josh Allen's charity after his grandmother passed away. I mean, they're a pretty cool group of fans. I mean, I'm still Patriots Nation all the way. But I think Bill's Mafia is definitely good fans. I think they're all winners this playoffs, went and made it to the AFC chip. Josh Allen, like we've talked about in previous episode, had an MVP caliber season. He um, kind of slacked in playoffs a little bit, but a little bit, it's yeah. understandable. I mean, it's understandable. You're playing in Arrowhead, Kansas City. The, it was outrageous. I mean, it looked like they had a full stadium there, and it sure as heck sounded like it. I mean, he's a young guy. He's never really been on that big stage before, but I think that they'll definitely be back there. Yeah, the big thing for me is, you know, you have the Bills, the team that hasn't made it, hasn't won a division in a long time, been impressed by the Patriots for a long time. So now they come out. Josh Allen has a great year. They go into playoffs. They win a couple games. You know, the future looks bright for him, and I think that's a big thing. Touching on getting smacked by the Patriots, if the Bills were to have made the Super Bowl, I think the odds would have been on the Buccaneers because a fun fact of the day, Tom Brady in his career is 32-3 and against the Buffalo Bills. Just to throw it out there. Would you stop talking <laughs> about Tom Brady like that? No, um, all right, another one of my winners, the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, got the first playoff win since what? 1994. 1994. I mean, I think that says enough. Baker Mayfield came in, had a great rookie year, had the touchdown record for rookies until Justin Herbert broke it this season. Then he had an off year last year. People were questioning if he's a guy. I liked him. I said it before. He's a dog. I liked him at Oklahoma. He's got that swagger that not a lot of QBs have these days. And then for him to go in the playoffs after facing some adversity, like we touched on talking about Kevin Stefanski in an earlier episode, and for them to go beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, division rival, and then to go get in a close battle with the Chiefs. And, I mean, I just think that that's a huge step for them, and that gives them a lot of momentum going into next season. Yeah, as you guys can tell, we are huge Baker Mayfield fans on this show. Boomer Sooner, baby. Up, two of <laughs> fans. You know, I think it's huge for them that they got this win. I mean, the Browns are a team – been the laughing stock of the NFL for a long, long time. One in 15, 0 oh, and 16, back to back years. They've gone through so many trials and tribulations. So now we got yeah. Baker, who, you know, he turned the culture around. You can say what you want about him. You could, you know, not a great, skilled quarterback, whatever. I don't really care about that. He's a winner. We see that on the field. You know, he beat the Steelers. And that could be sending a message that that's a sign of things to come for the future. Like I said, he's got that swagger not a lot of QBs have. Saw it back at Oklahoma. He knows he knows how good he is. And, I mean, he definitely plays a little bit with that chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, as a walk-on, you know, he didn't have a scholarship at all. So No, and then he walked on, won the job, and did his thing. Bought Oklahoma to the playoffs. Final, Heisman finalist. Three straight years. He won the Heisman, right? Yeah, and he was yeah, he finalist won three straight yeah. years. I mean, that's just say it enough. Then he comes in the league, number one overall pick. Many questions surrounding that. Has a good rookie year, almost leads him to the playoffs. And, I mean, 
get their first playoff win since the 90s. I think that's definitely a big win for the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs so far. Yeah, and the Browns still have a lot of work to do, but, you know, they at least have the pieces and set in stone for them to do. You know, we're going to see what Odell Beckham does this year, see if he gets traded. If he's I on the team. I hope they trade him. Yeah, if he's on the team. Yeah, Baker is arguable to he's looked a little bit better when Odell I, I been said on the court. that when Odell on got the hurt. court on the field on the court <laughs> I said that you know I said that Baker Mayfield would be better without Odell just because I mean there's some quarterbacks that they just force it to their guy you know it, like Dak did with Des Bryant Tony Romo did with Des Bryant Des Bryant Baker did with Odell I mean I'm not saying anything's wrong with Des Bryant but this is how it happened anyways our next winner Pat Mahomes he is the youngest quarterback to start in three consecutive conference championships. The Chiefs are playing out of their mind. He's looking like the next future Tom Brady. You can say what you want. Nobody That's will respect ever be to the Tom next Brady. Tom Brady. Until Pat Mahomes. Like, no, all respect to Pat Mahomes. I'm a big fan of Pat Mahomes. He's definitely grown on me. There were some questions. I remember when he got drafted. NFL and Chiefs fans were like, why did they just trade up for him? Like, he wasn't anything crazy. And, I mean, I think it definitely worked out for them in the long run, as you can tell. Oh, for sure. They're going for back-to-back Super Bowls. Like you said, youngest quarterback to ever start in three consecutive championships. They have all the right pieces. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? No. But, I mean, I think that Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs definitely winners of the playoffs. And, I mean, I think you can say that every year. I mean, I think we're going to be saying that many years to come. For probably the next ten years. And if Tom Brady retires, you're probably going to say Super Bowl champions for the next <laughs> however many years. Yeah, probably. Speaking of GOAT, another winner, Tom Brady. Tampa Bay had all the odds against them, having minimal guy, guys with minimal playoff experience on the team coming into playoff. They go on the road, beat Washington, go to New Orleans in the Superdome, Drew Brees' final game there, beat them. Then they go to Lambeau Field, odds stacked against them. Aaron Rodgers and the whole Green Bay Packers were playing with that chip on their shoulder. I mean, going through the season, you kind of thought they were destined for the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady went in and did his thing and won. And then now the Super Bowl playing against probably – the next, like we just said, the one of the next upcoming dynasties, and I think he's going to go do his thing. He's definitely a winner of the playoffs. I mean, just from what I just said alone, I think he's definitely a winner. Yeah, for sure, and that leads us into our first loser, the Patriots, <sighs> Bill Belichick, <laughs> you know, the quote-unquote system. The See, people that said Bill hate, Bel- it's Bill Belichick and not Tom Brady. I hate talking about this because I feel like that they're both great in their own ways. Bill bought good things at the table. Tom Brady bought their things at the table. I don't get why it has to be a debate on who's better and who's like who's failing without the other. I mean, the odds were stacked against the Patriots after losing after even last year. Brady had no weapons there. Then he leaves in the offseason. You bring in Cam Newton. Uh, he was that. Don't even get me started. That's a conversation for a different day. But, I mean, the odds were stacked against them this year. I think they had an okay year. I mean, I think they'll be back definitely, but they're definitely losers. Just seeing, just going off of the whole Brady-Belichick debate, they're definitely losers. But I just I hate debating that because I think they're Bill Belichick, greatest coach all time, Tom Brady, greatest quarterback all time. I don't get why they can't just be great. I don't see why it has to be like a debate and argument. Because there's no possible way that you can have the best quarterback all time and the best coach all time. There's no way that you can have both of those. We've just, seen it. We saw it for the from 2001, 2002, whenever Brady filled yeah, in. Yeah, but for I'm gonna tell you this right now. Bill Belichick sucked before Brady. Bill Belichick sucked in Cleveland. Yeah, he was a Cleveland. It was coach. in Cleveland. Yeah, he exactly. was a Cleveland coach. Exactly. So Brady came in. He learned. From he won. Be- Belichick Super Bowls. learned from the best. Bill Parcells. 
Belichick. Would Belichick. Would you get out of here with that? Would you stop being a Patriot? You guys messed up, whether you like to admit it or not. You guys messed up with your pride. What pride? Your pride of Bill Belichick's our guy. Robert Kraft saying Bill Belichick's our guy. We're not going to pay Brady after he's been taking pay cuts for the last ten years. To bring Brady didn't want to be there anymore. I mean, if he yeah, were, because you guys Brady, didn't respect him. They did. What do you mean they respected him? He got everything he wanted when he was there. Oh, he did after getting taking pay cuts. Taking pay cuts. He's the one that took pay cuts on that team, and nobody respected him. Absolutely. I mean, what do you mean taking pay cuts? He did that to help the team out, so they could keep pieces around him, help him get better. Yeah, he's the one that took pay cuts instead. But Robert Kraft always stuck with Bill Belichick, whether you like to admit it or not. Bill Actually, Belichick is that's the- not true. Back when the Patriots traded Jimmy Garoppolo, Belichick wanted to trade Tom Brady, and Robert Kraft told Bill that he's out of his friggin' mind. We're not trading Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo's got to go. So I wouldn't say that Kraft stuck with Belichick the whole time. They had their grievances. And I think that's when the whole thing started back then. I mean, you never really – I mean, you saw Brady – like show his frustrations on the sideline but I mean you, after that happened and like as the years gone on you saw him and Josh McDaniels button heads a little more and I think after your head coach says oh let's trade you and keep Jimmy Garoppolo and then like I think that kind of whatever definitely, future point too at the same time he said let's trade Tom Brady and keep Jimmy Garoppolo but I mean you look who's there Bill Belichick's still there and Tom Brady's not well yeah if Robert Kraft would have got rid of Bill Belichick would Tom Brady still be there I don't know. It depends. Most a, likely, yes, he would. I don't know. That goes back to my main point, though. What did I say? I was just about to say something. Um, Probably something dumb. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, goes back. They were both great. It doesn't have to be an argument. I don't care what he's talking about. He's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what has nothing to do with it. But, nah, I just don't, I don't like that argument. I think that they're both great in their own ways. They bought their own stuff to the table. I mean, you can't. There's, there's going to have to. There's some, something's got to give. They can't be both the best and ever happen. But they are. Something's got to give. We saw it. They won, had the greatest dynasty yeah, ever Yeah, we in saw football. it when they were together, but now that they're apart, we're not seeing it. Well, you got to look at it. Their Patriots are in a horrible situation right now. Had weird cap situation. Had the most COVID opt-outs ever. I think they had seven oh out of seven starters opt-out oh out of their nine goodness. opt-outs. Here's the excuse. I mean, you have no quarterback. We saw it last year. Tom Brady had no weapons. So are you guys going to be better next year? Yes, we are. You're going to make the playoffs and go win the Super Bowl? I don't know about winning the Super Bowl, but we're going to be you? back where we were. Yeah, Gosh, okay. and trust me. Yeah, we will see. Remember That's, this. Yep, I'm going to we'll post remember, this yep. back when the Patriots go make a run next year. Yep, I'm going to yep. tell you go you're ahead. out of your mind. Please go ahead. Yep. Anyways, enough with the Patriots talk. Moving on to our next loser, Mitchell Trubisky. Bring out my inner Chris Collinsworth. Now, here's a guy that had the odds stacked against him the day he got drafted. Getting drafted yeah. ahead of Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. I think it was either boom or bust for Mitch Trubisky. He had to be great after what we saw out of Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes the first two years. I've said it before. And then Matt Nagy came out and said that Mitch Trubisky most likely isn't going to get another contract if they don't make a deep playoff run. He didn't. They lost in the first round of the Saints. I'll give it to him. Ryan always loves talking about it. He did win Nickelodeon MVP <laughs> of the game or something. <laughs> he showed a lot of heart in so that So ridiculous. <laughs> But, yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky is definitely top of the loser list over the Patriots. Yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky has been treated unfairly. Absolutely. I mean, he's a quarterback that's made it to the NFC Championship, and what, he missed the Super Bowl because of a field goal? Yeah. So he's somebody that hasn't been that bad. And talk about not having weapons. You know, Mitch Trubisky has literally no – Allen Robinson. 
I mean, that's really and it, he though. just got Allen Robinson recently, yeah. right? So it's it's and it's, terrible coaching. I mean, I don't think it's his fault. And I think when they Matt get Nagy rid of him, sucks. Don't even get me started. He's sorry. Very bad head coach. Yup, and when they get rid of Mitch Trubisky, I think they're going to see that it's going to be the same thing. And the fact that they tried to they traded for Nick Foles and then tried to put him in over Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles sucks. I'll say it. Every Trubisky was like five and one, I think, and then they brought in Nick Foles. They put Nick. No, they put Nick Foles in, and then he came back, and the Bears scored thirty points in like the five games that they put Mitch Trubisky back in and made the playoffs. Nick Foles wasn't doing. I'll say it every time. Nick Foles sucks. His one Super Bowl is the luckiest Super Bowl in history. I th- I'm pretty sure Mitch Trubisky started was five and one. They put in Nick Foles, and then they changed up again to Mitch Trubisky. Well, I'm almost Mitch got hurt. Remember, he was hurt, and then Foles came in, and they decided to stick with Foles oh, yeah, for okay. some okay, reason. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I'm sorry to all you Nick Foles fans out there, but you got to come to reality. He sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> when the Eagles signed him that season, he was like a teacher or something. Like, it was something crazy. They caught him, and he was in class. It's brutal. And that leads us to our next loser in the same division, the Packers GM. Brutal, brutal, brutal. We are going to be talking about it in the exclusive segment, how bad the Packers handled things. For sure. I mean, if you look at the Packers having terrible success in the NFC Championship over the past couple years, they lost four. Blown out by the 49ers three times. No, twice. No, three times. They they lost to Colin Kaepernick twice when they were playing, when they made that run back-to-back. And, and they also lost to the Falcons. Blown out by the Falcons the year the Patriots made the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. And then Tampa right there. Yeah, and then Tampa right there. That wasn't more of a blowout. I think yeah. that that was just I, I mean, think it's it still a loss bad. because of the yeah. same reason, you know. You did. They're not changing. They they're doing bad. the same thing I, like, every single year. They they're, they're, the, they're literally the same team every single year, and it's crazy to me. They keep their number one receiver. They don't put any help. You stop the number one receiver, and then, you know, they have no other options on offense. And I said that was going to be a problem when we started talking about the playoffs, that once they get against these better defenses, Devontae Adams gets shut down. Who do you have? Adlin Lazard had an okay game. MVS had an okay game, but they're not – when he's third special, down, you have yeah. nobody else to go to. Exactly. Robert Tunyon, he had a, he's had an okay season so far. I think he had double-digit touchdowns, but that's about it. I mean, and it goes back to the GM, drafting. All you need, you need another weapon across from Devontae Adams for Aaron Rodgers to throw to, and you need defensive help, and you go draft Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon back-to-back. I don't know. I, like, I think they're trying to push Aaron Rodgers out. I don't know. We'll be touching on it later about that whole fiasco going on in Green Looks Bay. Looks like they're pushing out Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, two of yeah. the best people. I mean, Aaron Aaron Jones had a great year. Jamal, what's his name? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I always He's forget a it. Solid, He's a good backup running back, backup good running for back, third yeah, down. For sure. He comes in, he does kick returns, and he comes in when Aaron Jones needs a break and does good. And then you go take A.J. Dillon in the second round when you have so many other needs. Don't get me wrong. I like A.J. Dillon. He's a pretty good guy, good running back. I like him on TikTok. He does a lot for the fans. <laughs> That's irrelevant, though. I mean, you have other needs. You don't just go drafting random dudes who have like who are at the in positions that are at the very bottom of your team needs list. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it was. I think it was a terrible call. And that leads us to our another loser. And I'll and let you handle this. Sticking one. to the <laughs> NFC. I'll let you handle this one, buddy. This is my <laughs> worst loser. I'm a hundred percent against Pete Carroll. Look. He's had questionable coaching decisions throughout his career. For instance, you remember this one pretty well: not giving the ball to Beast Mode and fourth and or first down and first and one, Thank whatever. God. And then you look at this game. Look, 
Jared Goff couldn't hold on to the ball. I'm not trying to disrespect Jared Goff in any stretch of the imagination. But I'm a if big you Jared looked, Goff guy. I love him. If you looked, like, <laughs> his hand was flat, and that ball was coming out crooked, wasn't coming out fast. The ball was terrible. It was ducks. So what do you do? You stop Cam Akers, you win the game. Okay, let's not stop Cam Akers and let's lose the game. <laughs> That's okay. And then the offense, you know, you're playing against the Rams defense. Okay. That's a pretty good defense. Best defense in the NFL. DK Metcalf starts complaining. All right. Oh, DK, don't even get me started. So the first thing Pete Carroll does, all right, let's get on the ball. <laughs> so, I mean, I was sitting there on the couch, and I was like, okay, they're going to get this ball to DK Metcalf since he's complaining. Apparently, you know, the Rams are smart enough to think that too when that corner <laughs> jumped that screen and took it to the house. I mean, yeah. literally every single person sitting on their couch watching that game said, this ball's going to DK Metcalf. Every single person. And then I what mean, they do, they put it right to and DK. I would expect, I can, I can see why you're saying Pete Carroll's a loser of this playoffs, and I kind of agree. I mean, he's been on the big stage before. I said it going into the game. Russell Wilson's been there. Pete Carroll's been there. And Pete Carroll, being more of a defensive minded head coach, I feel like, I feel like that he would do more to prepare in the playoffs at home against the Rams, who don't have the most explosive offense in the world. And I guess Seattle's defense had, there was many question marks on them all year, but I think still he would be able to scheme something good enough to shut down Cam Akers and a Jared Goff playing with rods in his thumb. Yeah, Pete Carroll, I mean, his Super Bowl team was amazing. Loaded. It was loaded. The defense, loaded. Legion the offense, of Boom, loaded. Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, Jermaine Curse, Doug Baldwin. Yeah, so, I mean, I think he... You know, he had a great team. I think Golden Tate was on yeah. that team, too, when he yeah. was good. So he had a great team that won him the Super Bowl, and now, you know, with not such a great team, but he still has Russell Wilson. He still has Tyler Lockett. He still has DK Metcalf, and he couldn't move the ball. He couldn't stop a quarterback that couldn't throw. And I wouldn't blame that all. The offense on Pete Carroll, too, because they did just fire their offensive coordinator. No, I'm 100%. Pete Carroll is a person that says defense alignment are better offense alignment because they're more aggressive. Pete Carroll has said that. <laughs> so tell that to Aaron Donald when he's sacking Jared Goff. <laughs> when he's when Aaron Donald's sacking Jared Goff. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> when Aaron Donald's sacking Russell Wilson. I mean, we saw it, you know? But, yeah, like I touched on, I just think that Pete Carroll definitely could have schemed something up better to shut down the Rams' offense who wasn't, that, who wasn't anything special. I mean – definitely look to see where they go from here next year in their division that's going to be pretty tough I mean the Niners still almost made a run there towards the end the Seahawks are going to be the Seahawks the Cardinals Cardinals. look pretty good I think they're a couple defensive pieces and another weapon for Kyler away from being good and then the Rams the Rams have been on the stage they played in the Super Bowl they have most of their pieces coming back best defense in football you're getting a healthy Jared Goff and if you can help some offensive line and maybe bring in another weapon on offense you're looking at a solid Rams team I mean that their division I mean it's going to be a tough division so I mean you look kind of look to see what situation they're going to be in in the next few years for sure all righty another loser I'm going to go with the entire Pittsburgh Steelers organization for sure absolutely i mean corvette corvette right i mean you got them guys talking all the smack like they're anything great then they go get smacked by the browns i mean who were clearly underdogs you're at home steelers had a great beginning of year slowed down at the end still made the playoffs and i mean you're playing at home against your division rival you think you're not going to be talking smack and you think you're just going to buckle down and win because you're not that great i mean Juju, he's. I don't think he's that great. Claypool, he had a pretty decent rookie year, but I mean, they're not. 
Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, all them elite and guys they talk that, like them. that can talk shit, mm-hmm. and they talk like they are, but, I mean, they're really not. But, I mean, hey, look, I'm just a guy on the podcast. They're in the NFL for a reason. I get it. But still, it's like, come on, like, don't, like, sit there and, like, talk all this trash and not be able to back it up. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk trash, like, when you lose, at least stop talking. Corvette, you know I mean? Corvette. <laughs> like, they still kept going. Chase Claypool still kept going. I mean, like, if you're going to talk, think, talk smack, like, yeah. okay, I play football, I talk smack. And then, I mean, with the chalkboard it's all at least been the chalkboard stuff. You got guys dancing on the, your logo at the 50-yard line before a game. Like, doesn't seem like they're locked in. You're going to come out fired up, ready to smack them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think – and that just that makes it worse for the entire team. I mean, you look at Big Ben, and, I mean, you saw how bad he wanted that. When you saw him, Pouncey, and – someone else were on the field after the game just crying, apologizing to each other because they knew. Like, this was, I mean, I think this was boom or bust for them. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to dance, you better be good. And I think, like, if you're, I think if you're going to talk smack, do it when they're there. Do it right in front of the other team. Don't do it pre-game on our logo. Dance, I mean, that gives the team a chip on their shoulder. For sure. You saw against the Cowboys, I remember we watched the game. They were... They went. Juju scored a touchdown, and they were barely beating the Cowboys. Who was the quarterback that game? Ben DiNucci. Or no, Garrett Gilbert. Garrett Gilbert was the quarterback, and they barely won, and you're scoring a touchdown late at the game, and you're going to go try and dance on the logo? Come on. I mean, you're bar- they barely beat these good teams, and they were acting like they just won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, I get they're young. They're having fun. They're, like, living life or whatever. But, I mean, you got to know. And, I mean, I'm surprised it took Mike Tomlin till very late in the season when they went on that losing streak to shut that shit down because he's a veteran head coach. Yeah. And, I mean, I get he wants his players to have fun and, like, enjoy it or whatever. But, I mean, still, if you're not playing that good, and, I mean, I get you're winning games, okay, a win's a win no matter what. But, I mean, if you're not playing that great and you start losing games and you're still doing it, I just think that's a big L on the entire Steelers organization part. Yeah, I get, like, having fun, but there's a point where it hurts the organization, and Mike Tomlin is not good at finding that point and stopping it. Mike Tomlin's like a guy that, you know, he lets them push the boundaries, and then they keep pushing. You know, I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy, too. and I, mean, I think he's a good football coach, but yeah. I don't think he's a great players coach. I mean, and then he just allowed Bill Dwayne Belichick Haskins. Bill wouldn't be having that. Yeah, for sure, and then their future is Dwayne Haskins, a player who was maskless at a club. I mean, why would you bring somebody in like that? Who was not that good in the first? I saw a meme and it was like the Steelers are like have the first team all hated players: Juju, <laughs> Chase Claypool, yeah. and Dwayne Haskins. I mean, I don't know. One of my brother's friends was saying how he wants Mason Rudolph to be the guy in Pittsburgh <laughs> going into next year, and I think that's just an L in its own. Shout out to Drew. I know you're probably listening to this. But nah, um, I just think that the Steelers, after winning all them games and going on that big losing streak to end the season, I think that was a L. And then they go losing the first round of the Cleveland Browns, let them destroy you off rip. I think they were down fourteen nothing within the first two minutes of the game, something like that. Uh-huh. I mean, and after talking all that smack, nothing. having guys come out and say, "Oh, it's the same Browns team we play every time." They come mm-hmm. out and blow you out. And then after you lose the game, you got guys still talking smack about how they're going to get blown out the next week, and they barely got blown out. So I just think it looks bad on the team if you got guys talking like that yeah, like after I, you lose in, a, in the playoffs. I mean, the regular season, I can see it, whatever. It's the regular season. Playoffs is when it matters most. But after you get smacked in a playoff game, I don't know. I just think that after the playoffs, the Steelers organization <laughs> took a big L. Yeah, I mean, there was even like other NFL players throughout the league telling shit. Chase Claypool, you know, to stop talking. Humble Cam, yourself. Be Cam humble. Jordan was one of them, you know, telling them to stop. And then I, I 
Steelers are not looking good in the future. Yeah, I mean, their cap situation isn't good. Big their Ben. culture isn't good. Yeah, Big Ben might retire. I think I saw some of him staying another year, but, I mean, look for them. They're bringing another quarterback. You're probably losing Alejandro Villanueva in free agency. I think that's his name. I mean, Mike, the Pouncey brother. Mike, I don't know, remember if it's Mike or... Marquise, sure. I don't remember which one it is, but I mean he's set to retire. I mean cap space isn't looking good. I don't know. And then he was playing Fortnite on Twitch and was like free agent stream. Where should I go? <laughs> and was playing like in the like the team skins. But I don't know. That's and I'm sick of the slander. I'm done slandering the Steelers. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Speaking of Steelers, and you know earlier in the episode we talked about winners and losers, talking about some from. From Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, two guys <laughs> that left Pittsburgh because the and now they're in the Super Bowl because Big Ben was toxic, and, and then now they're in the look Super at him now they're playing for the Super Bowl. I mean, it's definitely trials and tribulations. You look at Le'Veon Bell held out, played for the Jets for two. Years. I wouldn't really say he played; he only played a handful of games. Then gets cut, and then this Chiefs sign him. He's a, been an okay role player when he's been healthy for the Chiefs. And Antonio Brown, talk about. He's been playing really good for them. Him and Tom Brady finally clicked. He clicked in that offense. But, I mean, it definitely took a while for him to get there. Had the whole – remember when he got traded to the Bills for, like, 30 seconds? And they were like, oh, it didn't happen. That was fake. No, I don't know. You don't remember that? No. Like, right when he was beefing with Pittsburgh, it was like Antonio – it came out like ESPN, like Adam Schefter, all them tweeted, Antonio Brown has been traded to the Bills. (laughs) And he came out and was like, yeah, that didn't happen. And then he ends up going to the Raiders, going through that whole thing with his helmet and training camp and didn't even play a snap. And, I mean, he f- was a free agent, had some legal troubles, and he finally found a home in Tampa, and he's hopefully he plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I mean, that would be cool to see both of them play in, in the bowl, biggest game of the year after all the crap that they went through the past few years. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with what Bruce Arians said. You know, he kind of was at a no, no-tolerance policy with Antonio Brown. Yeah, made I mean, that clear up front, and I'm glad to see that Antonio Brown kind of turned things around, starting to be a better player. Antonio Brown played for the Patriots, too. Yes, That's he right. Did. He had a stint yeah. with the Patriots. I think one I think game, right? He played one game, yeah. Miami, caught a touchdown. touchdown. Yep. <laughs> yep. Celebrated with Tom Brady, and then I think he got cut because he got in some legal trouble. Yep. So, yeah, I'm glad to see that he turned things around. Yeah, good for them. Hopefully. I would like – Antonio Brown's going to get a ring. Tom Brady's seventh. No. <laughs> Tom Brady seventh, like I said, took the over 100% by like 30 points. <laughs> that concludes today's episode of the greatest podcast on turf. Thank you guys for listening. Keep showing us some love. Check out the link in the description for our links to our Instagram, Twitters, and the link to the exclusive segment that's going to be coming out on YouTube. So be sure to check that out and just keep showing love. And we got some dope content in the works. So let's get, keep getting it grinding. Let's go. See ya. See ya. <laughs>